0: This episode of Living Corporate is brought to you by Blind. Blind is a safe, trusted community of more than 5 million verified professionals. Head over to teamblind.com to get the latest insights into salaries, company reviews, and interview experiences at thousands of companies worldwide. What's up y'all? It's Zach. We live in corporate. And yo, man, listen, I don't know if you've taken the time to pause from whatever you're doing and go to the new website, but that thing is FiFi. Five, five, FYE. FYE Fi. It's so cool, man. Like, I'm so excited about the interface. Um, it captures really the the dimensionality of what we do right as a media company we're not just a single podcast we have multiple podcasts we have multiple web shows we have a a blogging series we're actually about to launch a new research series with blind that's right we're about to launch a new research series with blind that's coming Real, real soon, uh, and you know we also have web shows. You know what I'm saying? We also host Twitter Spaces for the access point. We're doing all kinds of things out here. You know what I'm saying? And so it's important um, that we have a platform that reflects uh, all of what we do. Not only that, but we have a job board. That's right. We have a job board. That's why you're hearing all these these ads, right? But these are not your typical ads. These are placements with brands that I truly trust and leaders that I respect. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if y'all remember, but like one once upon a time, we had a little deal with um some company. I can't remember, but you heard me reading ads, but I didn't really want to do them ads, y'all. I'm going to be honest with you. That was just something we were trying not to see. You know, they took out a flyer on us. We took out a flyer on them. I'm not really trying to do ads for companies I don't really know and leaders I can't really touch. You know what I'm saying? So I'm really excited about the fact that we have just something new. Right. We have something new. The newsletter is new. All right. The newsletter is new. All right. So I, this is, a, I'm just hitting y'all with a bunch of announcements, right? So past few years, we've built uh, a subscriber list of thousands, all right? And we just sent out a newsletter, but it hasn't really been branded. You know what I'm saying? It hasn't really been branded, but I'm excited because this next newsletter that y'all going to get next week is going to be called meeting minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, notes from a meeting, from the meeting you take minutes. So that's the play. Um, I'm really excited about just having something just standard, you know what I'm saying? In terms of, yo, have you checked out the latest meeting minutes? You know what I mean? Because that newsletter that we have, the meeting minutes, has a bunch of fire stuff in there. It has our latest conversations. It has our latest job opportunities. It has our latest thought leadership. You know what I mean? It's just a great thing to subscribe to just to keep up with what's going on. And I feel like, you know, branding it meeting minutes helps for it to be its own, you know, piece of content, you know what I'm saying? So make sure if you haven't already to check out, uh, to be subscribed, to log in, create a profile on living corporate living dash corporate, please say the dash, dot com. And the reason why you want to create a profile is not just because you get a bunch of access to our entire library for free, not just because of that. Not just because you get access to our entire job board, which is getting added, updated with new, incredible opportunities from diverse, equitable and inclusive organizations or at least organizations that strive to be diverse, equitable and inclusive. But because when you go and you create a profile on Living Corporate and you select your interests in terms of like, oh, maybe you're interested in mentorship or you're interested in understanding how to support black women better at work or just how to be a better ally in general how to grow as a leader you're then on your home page going to get curated content against the things that you selected you know what i'm saying so if you're interested in leadership development and being coached guess what you're going to get content from the leadership range you know what i'm saying if you if you're interested in self-care and Mental wellness and healing. You're probably going to get a combination of liberated love notes and the break room. You know what I mean? Let's say you're an early career professional and you're just trying to figure out how to navigate this. Space. You're probably going to get content recommendations from the access point. You see what I'm saying? So it's going to get deeper and more complex. It's going to grow a lot of technology in the background. I'm Again, I just I can't tell you how excited I am. This was an arduous journey you know what i'm saying to stand up this website anybody any business owner tell you that uh building a new website or creating a new website especially when it's all custom it's from scratch it's not a bunch of templates and stuff like that this thing took months to build you know what i'm saying um from scratch and anybody will tell you that that is not easy work there's a bunch of uh rigmarole involved you know what i mean but i'm thankful and i'm excited so i hope you appreciate the fact that i'm asking you to check out living corporate please say the dash.com or livingcorporate.co livingcorporate.org livingcorporate.net livingcorporate.tv livingcorporate.us.en you know what i'm saying we got all the living corporates except livingcorporate.com still working on that for real i'm still working on that livingcorporate.com out in australia i see y'all Okay, y'all think I don't see y'all, but I see y'all, and y'all ain't even like really moving weight like that. You know, that's what that's the thing. Like, you haven't been on the corner in years. I see y'all, y'all just taking up the domain. You know, I've man, I'm gonna get that domain though. <laughs> trust, trust. We, I, I said a couple years ago, we're gonna get big enough, we're gonna get the domain. I'm getting that domain soon, believe me. Anyway, all this being said, hopefully, um, you hear the excitement in my voice. I'm hearing it as like in real time, like, well, I might need to calm down, but I'm not going to calm down. Um, I'm excited because the guest we have today is Erica Johnson. Erica Johnson is the the head of DEI at Chime, which is a fintech company. We're going to talk a little bit about that in our conversation. Um, But I want to talk a little bit about Erica real quick on the side, because she's someone I've gotten to know through my nine to five job. And it's just really interesting. Like, when you meet clients and then they kind of become just, I don't wanna say we're friends so I don't wanna be overly presumptuous and friends is a heavy word. I would love for us to be friends one day. I know for a fact that we're cool and we make a phenomenal team. And um, I just appreciate her humility, her accessibility and her passion to try to figure out and navigate how to really make impact in this space. We talk a lot about a lot of things. In fact, I'm not even gonna do all that. I just wanna try to listen to the conversation. Um, But before we do that, all right, before we do that, I want you to tap in with Tristan. See you in a minute. The corporate is brought to you by Doximity. Doximity is committed to fostering an inclusive and diverse work environment where differences are valued. Practices are equitable and employees experience a sense of belonging that allows them to bring their full authentic selves daily. As medicine's largest network, there's an elevated level of responsibility to everything we do. We don't take that responsibility lightly and are committed to working towards a more equitable world inside and beyond our virtual office walls. So if you want to learn more about Doximity, go to your app store and type in D-O-X-I-M-I-T-Y. Again, that's D-O-X-I-M-I-T-Y. When you're building a culture of belonging, every word counts. That's why Textio brings the world's most advanced language insights into your hiring and employer brand content. Our industry-leading approach to artificial intelligence and machine learning provides the tools needed to find more diverse candidates. In short, Textio builds more equitable workspaces, guiding businesses and writing more inclusive job posts. And we're building on that success by bringing even more products to the market for all people who share our belief that language matters. Words have power. And at Textio, we harness that power to increase the access and availability of value driven work for everyone.
1: What's going on, Living Corporate? It's Tristan, and I want to thank you for tapping back in with me as I provide some tips and advice for professionals. Today, let's talk about what upskilling means and how you do it. Upskilling is another way of saying learning new skills, but with a twist. Upskilling is being driven by advances in technology and living more effectively in a digital world. It's no secret that new technologies, like artificial intelligence, are rapidly changing the way we work. While technology creates jobs, it has also led to the disappearance of them. To master the skills you need in this changing workplace, you must be deliberate in what you learn. Here are a few tips for employees on how to upskill. Be strategic. Identify what skills will be the most valuable in your job, workplace, or industry in the future. Technology is moving faster than the vast majority can be trained. Stay one step ahead. Honestly evaluate your strengths and weaknesses. A top performer has self-awareness. Know your weaknesses and work on them with humility. Ask for what you want. As an employee, you're in an advantageous position right now. The workforce is in flux and top talent is hard to attract and retain. Now is a perfect time to ask your employer for more responsibility or learning opportunities. But before you do, identify areas that will benefit your employer as well as help you progress along your career path. Upskilling is much easier with a plethora of courses available online, and many of those are free. Whether you want to take a professional certification course, a class for fun, or learn something altogether new, online learning is great. Coursera is a great online choice for professional development and course variety. Coursera's roots are in science, technology, and math. However, now you can find more than 2,700 courses in almost every field. It's an excellent choice for professional upskilling. LinkedIn Learning is for professionals who want day-to-day skill building. LinkedIn offers short classes to get you up to speed quickly. A lot of the classes are less than an hour and are designed as teasers, but with a ton of information. Udemy suits the niche learner. Udemy instructors come from different backgrounds and experiences, and that is what makes it great. If your interest is making yourself more marketable in the future, take a peek at several job postings to see what companies want. Use that as a starting point for which online classes are worth taking to fulfill your long-term goals. This tip was adapted from an email sent by Ashley Stahl and brought to you by Tristan of Layfield Resume Consulting. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Layfield Resume or connect with me, Tristan Layfield, on LinkedIn.
0: This episode of Live in Corporate is brought to you by Blind. Blind is a trusted community of more than 5 million verified professionals. On Blind, professionals connect and have honest discussions about salaries and what it's really like to work at or interview with a company. You can also join your private company channel to have a candid and safe conversation with your coworkers about what's really going on. And because it's anonymous, you can be honest and trust what you read. Check out teamblind.com to get the latest insights and the answers to your workplace questions. in Corporate is brought to you by Doximity. Over 90% of graduating medical students join Doximity to use our tools before earning their doctoral degree. As medicine's largest network, there's an elevated level of responsibility to everything we do. We don't take that responsibility lightly and are committed to working towards a more equitable world inside and beyond our virtual office walls. You wanna learn more about Doximity Make sure you go to your app store, type in D-O-X-I-M-I-T-Y. That's D-O-X-I-M-I-T-Y. Erica, it has been a long time coming. Welcome to the show. How are you?
2: I am doing okay. I'm going to be honest and say I'm doing okay. I think it's, um, it's a tough thing to say good these days, but, you know, I'm finding you know the moments and finding the joy in the moment so um okay i'm middle middle right now yeah for sure
0: i'm 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 probably i'm probably lower okay like not in the middle of okay kind of like uh, (laughs) trading towards not okay um because the world is on fire so you know with all that being said um let's just start easy how did you get to chime and why did you choose chime
2: yeah um so i got to chime i learned about chime um from uh, my amazing mentor and uh, support system, uh, Beth Steinberg, who leads uh, talent and people for Chime. Um, I learned about Chime from her, and then I learned about this great opportunity from her. But when I learned um, even more so about Chime and dug in a bit deeper on what Chime was accomplishing, it was um, this great uh, company that had a lot, it was very mission-driven. And was really looking to address some of the things that, you know, I consider to be things I want to be addressing in the world. You know, I am, uh, I identify as a Black black lesbian. Um, And so as a Black woman who's gay, um, there are a lot of inequities that I face, particularly in financial systems, current financial systems. Um, And I know that Chime is interested in creating more equity in our financial systems for our members Um, And that's something that I could get behind. And so the combination of that and um, Beth Seinberg letting me know that they were going to be building their DEB function um, was a great opportunity, I felt, to get behind, um, get involved with the company um, uh, and contribute to a company that was doing this work. But that was also um, starting off this strategy. Uh, I'm a bit of a builder myself. um, And so how do I you know, influence this early Um, as we start building this um, foundation for DEB or DI, as some other people call it um, at Chime. And then, you know, you dig in the next layer of Chime and it's like, okay, uh, Chime has such a diverse member base. We want to build a company that can support that. We are member obsessed as a company. And so how do we do that? Um, and it was all sounded like, you know, kind of the right match of things. Um, and I found myself here and in this role and now here on this
0: podcast, don't even know. come on now, now um, <laughs> you know, like to that end, I think it's interesting. Like I'm in this space, you know, you know, you and I talk. We have we have we have various layers of relationship, which I'm actually really excited about. Yes. Um, but you know that like I, at at my nine to five job, like I pivoted away from being internal DEI to more like a um, like go to market sales delivery type role, like closer to the cash register. But yes. I'm still in this space because of what I'm doing, what we're building and living corporate. And I just have to say, like, like how nervous are you about keeping your job like for more than 18 months? Like it's so common. We see these organizations, they get excited. They'll bring in um, uh, typically oftentimes a black woman, often other times a white woman, another conversation for another day. The point is these black women come in, they're promised the world. And then, you know, 12 months later, 18 months later, maybe on the rarest of occasions, 24 months later, they're gone. Um, and I just see it's like a revolving door. It's yeah. giving exhaustion. Yeah. I I would love to understand like how do you see yourself in just like the reality of oh, this work, right? Like how like yeah. do you like do you manage the the stress or pressure or do you feel anxious about that at all?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would say I hear you on that. I definitely hear you. I've I've been in this role for eighteen months and still going um, and feeling and feeling good and making progress. I think, you know, in our little sync before this, we just talked about some wins we've been having in in my team. Um, and so still feeling energized. But I do think that it for sure can be challenging work. I think that we definitely, um, especially as Black women, at, at times can. Um, take on a caretaking role, um, and that balance sometimes doesn't really um, uh, serve us um, if we're not doing a lot of self care. And so, you know, I try to read some folks that have been doing this work and doing it long time. When you think about um, activists in the uh, or folks that have been in changing uh, systematic or making impacts on systematic issues. Like think about Angela Davis. She's been doing it for like so long. And what does she do? She, she calls it radical self-care. But really, we have to be caring for ourselves in this. Um, I think that's more important. I know um, colleagues that I have um, that do DI period, um, but particularly colleagues that I have that are um, Black women, um, you know, we have conversations where we we are, you know, needing to ensure that we're taking care of our health. Um, foremost, and what, and we know what we need to do around that. I think from a practicality standpoint, logistically, I think the other part is this role can sometimes feel as though it belongs to one person because you have that title or belongs to that team because that team has it. But I say this in, in our time onboarding. I say it in all the meetings that I have. This work belongs to all of us. Um, and so as an individual, I need to make sure that I'm holding everyone accountable, myself But all of our leaders, all of our chimers, all of that kind of stuff. Um, And then also, I think we need to ensure that everyone feels responsible in it, right? You know, it's not just one person. It's impossible for just to be one person. Um, It's impossible for just be one team. Um, This touches so many things. There's so many layers that we need to um, really consider what it looks like for everyone to be involved in this work. So, yes
0: you know it really actually kind of leads me to my next question just about the landscape of our workplace equity today i mean we have an increasingly white supremacist uh christo fascist government or rather people in power a small minority of people executing extremely christo fascist uh things legislation we have um i don't know we have a we have a political landscape that would seem that's that's continues to lean and really grow more and more, um, right wing. And I you don't know, we got the same tech bros in charge who haven't really learned anything. It feels bleak is my point. Um, I'm, I'm curious, what if, what if anything gives you hope, um, at Chime? I think you're a bit of a more of an optimist than I am based on our, our, our the history of our conversations. Yeah. I'd love to like, I'd love to hear more about like what's it from your perspective in your world. Like, what gives you hope?
2: Yeah, I mean, I do. Uh, I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> We're optimistic or we try to be um, optimistic. Um, I think a lot gives me hope. I mean, I can understand. There's a lot happening in the world and it, it's hard. Um, I mean, I got on this podcast saying I'm okay, which is, um, you know, not what I like to be saying. I to be saying I'm great and amazing, um, but it, that it's hard to say that with a lot of what's happening in the world and, and be um, I'd be sort of disconnected or detached if I didn't consider those to be you know, major challenges and things that um, can keep you up at night and can make things feel a bit hopeless. Um, but I would say that um, one of my, one of my favorite uh, quotes is hope is discipline. You know, you have to be disciplined in your hope. Um, and so I think that um, for my aspect, it's really looking at what we, I, I love to look back at what we've done and what change we have created, right? Um, even amongst the challenges that are being um, put in our way right now, um, there are times that things, things have been overcome. And I would say that in the work that I'm doing, you know, I am looking back at the change that I've, you know, been able to, to make at Chime in partnership with all of the leaders and Chimers, you know, together we've created some change. You know, we've made changes um, in some of the things that we're doing and we're putting in programs and we're having the tough discussions, Right around what it looks like for us to address, you know, diversity, equity, and belonging in this company. So I would say that I think being around people and seeing this change, seeing them learn and grow, evolve. Because we as humans do that um, when we're presented most of the time. Um, uh, we were hopefully doing that when we're presenting new information. I, I would say that gives me hope a lot of times, even when things are bleak. Um, And I think the things that I've been able to do, you know, in this time, like, you know, I think we're we're up against some really big challenges, societal challenges. um, uh, And I appreciate the fact that I'm able to work with this company and these leaders in this company to address that for our employees and for our members. What does it look like for us to stand up and use our, our, um, our voice as a company to say these things are not aligned with the values that we have in this company and how can we support our, our employees and members through it, um, I think are all things, you know, uh, I can go on and on. We have a great group of um, employee resource groups that, you know, uh, meeting with the leads from that, meeting with people who are so um, driven and feeling so empowered to move past um, the challenges and and find ways in which we can all belong and feel included um, and find equity um, that keeps me motivated, and it gives me hope. It gives me hope, but I got to look back at that, in, especially in moments when things that are happening in this world are happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, to that end, right? Like we're looking around and we're seeing, we're seeing like this retraction in the market. Uh, we're seeing teams, groups, um, entire departments being let go um, in the name of organizations trying to shore up. And get center back on you know what they believe is critical for their survival as we approach what many believe is going to be a recession you know I'm, I'm curious do you think that dei as a corporate function will ever not be the first thing cut um in seasons like these
2: well you know i i hope that that is the case you know um i've been in people functions DEI hr for some time and Um, I've seen, you know, how companies that better understand the importance of these roles and the importance of how they impact the business and the bottom line make different decisions in those cases. Um, But that's where we have to get to. You know, it's an educating of leadership. It's an education of the marketing of the importance of this role and how that ultimately benefits the business in the in the future right the the growth of the business and things like that you are known to be more you know all of the stats and i can't think of all the stats off the top of my head because it's been a day but i think you know you all the stats show you know you get more revenue you have happier employees you have all of these things that basically create better businesses more successful businesses when diversity equity and belonging are present so when leaders understand that, it is not the first thing to go. I think when leaders might be doing it from a more performative standpoint of just do it getting d e i in in place because they felt like that was what everybody was doing, um that might lead to a different outcome there, and that's when i I, I do find that to be um, disappointing. It's disappointing, but i I hope that we're we're finding our way to a better place where that's not the case,
0: you know it's. It's interesting because, yeah, I mean, look, let's just keep it going. It's Pride Month. Uh, Still, recording (laughs) this in June. Two more days. And and here's the thing. Even if we're recording this in, like, August, we're going to talk about, I want to talk about this. You know, there's so much going on right now regarding, like, legislative undermining and, frankly, like, the attempted erasure of trans and queer personhood in America. Um, Besides putting rainbow flags on their logos um, what else, what other bold, uh, impactful actions can organizations take to stand up for their queer employees in this season? And what is Charm doing?
2: Yeah. So I think, um, besides the rainbow logos, um, I think it's, it's important that they're doing the work, um, behind those logos, right. Which is really centering the current struggles of this community. You know, this is, um, a very uh, difficult time for this community um, because of what you just mentioned—the legislation and um, just the erasure of this of this identity and experience, or, or the attempt of it. You know, it's not going anywhere, um, but it is attempting. Folks are attempting to do so, um, and I think the most important things that the companies can do right now is lend their voice to what is what should be equality in this in this country and in this world no matter how you identify, right? And so I think, are you putting the voices and the needs of that community first in how you're addressing it? And first that means talking to the community. Sometimes people are very quick to be like, we know how to fix this, Um, and or we know how to help you. We're gonna help you with this. Um, Why don't you ask members of the community how you can help right now? What are the things that you can be doing? Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean going to your employees to ask that, but there are lots of folks, activists, um, uh, organizers in the communities looking and needing resources and help um, in order to move this their work forward. And have you spoken to them and asked them for what they need resource wise that you can think can ultimately create change? So I think one understanding that, where to go and, and where to learn and where to listen. Um, and I think practically, like within our organizations, are we doing everything we can to ensure that the members of this community feel um, as, uh, that they're in a safe space? Do they feel like they can be authentic? Do they feel supported right now? Um, are you standing up for that? But are you also making sure your benefits um, are um, seeing to the needs of this community right now? Are you seeing that they have the supports mentally and physically um, to withstand what is happening right now. Um, and so we've done that. CHIME has done that. We've looked at have worked very closely with our, our people ops org um, and our benefits org to make sure that we, we have that. And we're giving people even more um, access to things um, from a mental perspective um, and also from a mental health perspective and also from a physical health perspective. Um, and we use our voice to sign on to like the Business Coalition for the Equality Act. Um, What else can we be doing? There's probably tons more, and we're going to keep doing it. We're going to find what that is. We're going to talk to communities, keep having these conversations, um, and keep helping wherever we can.
0: You know, let's talk a little bit further about, like, uh, uh, when it comes to, like, queer identity. um, uh, You know, let's talk about intersectionality. Like, there's so often, and I... I say this as someone who is not queer, but I recognize uh, the s- dozens upon dozens of conversations we've had on Living corporate as well. I've had privately that often black and brown folks are um, the first to be erased within like queer narratives and stories. I'm, I'm curious, um, what does it look like to center black and brown people, particularly black and brown disabled queer folks um, in storytelling, not just for pride, but just as we talk about, identity period and like what does that look like historically at Chimes?
2: I, I think it, it looks like us really taking into account um when and again this I, I love that you said not just for pride. Um, you know pride is is a great month. I had an amazing Pride weekend last weekend filled with my community and it was so healing and so wonderful um for me. But this is my life every day and this is the lives of these communities every day. So it's not just for pride. So I think first think about this outside of pride is is one thing. But I think too, it's like take into account what the struggles are of this community, particularly for those that are being left out of the stories. I think a lot of times when you look at historically what has happened, taking into the context and history of what's happening, um, there are people being left out of this of this um, movement. There are people that are left out, their, their part in this movement is not being acknowledged in the same way And also understanding that that um, compounding, that intersectionality, that compounding of oppression means that if we actually addressed what was happening for those, particularly if we talk about uh, Black trans um, um, community, if we look at communities that are compounded with the oppression, and we actually look at addressing that, we would actually fix that for everyone else as well, right? If we make sure Mm -hmm. that those those that have the least among us have what they need, then great. Those who have even more than they have will have what they need, right? Um, Right. So are we looking at that? Are we ensuring that we're looking at those that are impacted the most among us? Um, And I would say at Chime, you know, everyone knows that Erica loves to talk about intersectionality. You know, if we're talking about approaching something, have we looked at it from an intersectional lens? Um, are we ensuring that um, we're considering all chimers and how chimers, we are not all one thing or one box, right? We are a lot of different things. And so are we looking at particularly how our Black queer chimers are, are being impacted? You know, I, uh, I was just watching a, a, a clip the other day, and particularly right now, there's a very little space for Black lesbians right now, you know, there's not a big voice for that right now. You know, when you're when you're trying to find a place to find that community, how are we helping chimers find community for um, those that intersectional uh, intersection of their identity? So for me, it's really important and that we tell those stories. So those are the stories we share if we're going to be talking about things and we're going to be talking about things outside of pride. Uh, or, or are we are we addressing all of those things? Are we partnering and are we um, giving uh, uh, a voice um, for those in need of uh, to be seen and heard? Are we doing that outside of pride? Are we doing that for the communities that we think are not normally heard? Those are the questions we ask ourselves.
0: You know, I'm to, kind of to your point around like com- like us being multiple things at the same time and like not just ever being one thing and rejecting binary context uh, or, or previous hey Emery, can you can you close the door close the door
2: hey Emery.
0: <laughs> close the door from the doorknob there you go okay love you bye-bye <laughs> all right this is not live all right <laughs> you busted in here she said boom hey hey right. hey you heard it, it needs too right. To be
2: having a good day. I'm taking that energy with me for the rest she of the day. A,
0: she is. is a <laughs> spirit. Um okay. Uh, oh great. This is going to be good. Uh look look you know listen I, you and I again we talked. we have offline conversations like Yes. You know I'm I'm often called radical or whatever for fairly in my for my perspective basic concepts or ideas around achieving equity at work. I'm curious if you have had similar experiences in like what do you think it looks like to normalize imagining actions beyond the performative theater that we often see, that we often see out here?
2: Um. Yeah, I think if I was, if similar experiences, yes, I am at times question about my approach to this work, to what it looks like for us to move towards equality and equity and, and um, belonging in the way that, you know, I think most, a lot of us envision it. Um, but I do think it's really a time, to, uh, uh, I think it's an opportunity to educate people on like what they might be considering radical. Um, what is What does that look like? Is that a challenging change? Is that challenging um, our current concepts and is it moving us towards change? And so I would say helping people understand that right now you, that feels it feels maybe different for you because you don't understand, you're not clear on, on another person's experience. Um, This is why storytelling is so important. Um, You don't fully understand what it will take for us to create change in this world. Um, And, and really focusing on that whenever people are like, Oh, that's too much. That's too much. Okay. Well, what does it look like for us to create spaces where we can challenge norms? Because norms is what kind of has us in this current situation, uh, right? And so we're going to have to move past that. And we're going to have to imagine something different. Um, and what does it look like to move from like that? What is inten- What is your intention? Because a lot of people have good intention. Um, what is it, move- it going to take to move from that intention to actually doing action and impact? Um, it's going to take more than what we're doing right now. Um, and challenging people around that. So, if
0: that answers your question, does that answer your question? It does. Okay. It does. Now, look, I would be remiss. I would be remiss if we didn't talk about this SCOTUS decision to um, to roll back Roe v. Wade. First, okay. I want to understand. I'd love to give you space um, for how you're processing this today, and then I'd like to know, you know, in light of other organizations offering to pay for travel expenses through insurance companies, and there's other things that folks are are, are doing. Organizations are trying to figure that out. I'm curious, like what is Chime doing in light of this decision?
2: Yeah, I think that's why I got on and said, I'm okay. I think it's hard not to, I think it's real hard to be good right now. I think it's, it's hard. Um, You know, the, the, the ruling was devastating. we had some heads up that this was coming. um, But that doesn't make the reality any easier. Um, It's, it's angering. It's um, infuriating. It's saddening. It's scary. It's scary. I think that's a huge part of it. Um, And as a person um, who identifies as a Black woman, gay, like all of these things, um, I know that this decision will impact those communities most, and that's really hard, honestly. Um, I'll say, sorry, whoa. Got a little emotional there. Um, (laughs) It's it's a difficult conversation right now. It's a difficult conversation. And uh, I would say, you know, Pride Weekend gave me a time to like take a little like minute to be with my community. um, And then you show up on Monday and, you know, it's still there. You know that there is a a certain subset of uh, human beings that exist in this country with you who do not uh, agree in or see your humanity. um, And you don't see a way to actually get to that with them. Um, And so what does it look like for us to address this in a larger sense? There's a lot to do. And it also feels like there's a lot of work to do right now, right? So that feels heavy. Um, I will say what has Chime done, um, like what I appreciate is that our leadership team and all of our Chimers have quickly been able to address this as, as far as how it's impacting our Chimers right now, which is simply... We believe in equity and equality. We believe that everyone should have the access and the autonomy and the privacy to make their own healthcare decisions. And those healthcare decisions should be made by them and their doctor um, and no one else. And they should have access to that. So what what are we doing as far as that's concerned? Well, we're reviewing our uh, benefits to ensure that we make any necessary updates to that, to ensure that we continue to give our our employees, the necessary coverage for that. And we're also looking at what it looks like for them to, for us to cover, um, travel for them to get to places where they don't have the access or where that access might've been taken from them. Um, and so if it's not available to them, we're going to do everything we can, um, to make sure that's happening. And we're also going to acknowledge that this is a difficult time for our employees. And we're going to try to provide spaces for them to talk about that to discuss that, to express their frustration and their fears, um, because that's important too. We don't get to just act like this isn't happening and that what people are feeling right now is um, not impacting their day-to-day work and their day-to-day lives. Whatever.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's tough, right? Like I think about, and we talked about this too, it's like this is this really, really scary season where everybody, to be clear, um, but certainly uh, historically marginalized folks more specifically black and brown women um black and brown trans women just continue to have their rights hollowed out um and, but then you see like these government institutions that continue to like shore up authority and power and you see corporations who because of their um, economic position and their role as job creators um, their influence continues to grow but again like the the worker the individual kind of continues to sit here you know just stuck right like we gotta like everybody can't work at chime right yeah everybody can't Very true. everybody can't everybody can't work at these places to get the care that they need in fact you know when you look at like you know some of the state's impact or that are going to be at most immediately impact as you look at the news you know these are places that tech is you know starting to get to but uh, you know, folks are not out here targeting Jackson, Mississippi for talent.
2: Right. Folks
0: are not out here, tra- you yeah. know, targeting right, Little Rock, Arkansas for talent or whatever the case is. So, you know, it's challenging. Um, uh, it's funny here. Um, you know, we sent these questions in advance. A little bit of I asked this question and somebody came here. I didn't I accepted the edit. I don't know, I don't know who came and said this. So my question was, what advice as we wrap up, what advice do you have? <laughs> For white tech bros, and then somebody came, somebody came here and said, "What advice do you have for people from mar- marginalized communities?" Let me tell you something, Chime. Let me tell y'all something. I love y'all, right? I got love for Erica. Y'all are silly for this <laughs> non-marginalized communities. Think, I'm gonna stick with my question. I, I think, that was funny. He wrote that.
2: Well, okay, okay. Let me say something. So go back to your other part about people about the the companies and so forth. I want to answer the, something. The,
0: like the, I want the, to add. You don't know. Super, I, want no, super to, I want to. I want to add, add two.
2: Cents. I want to add two cents on that. No, no,
0: no. Which, so, so it's just, it's just, it's sad because one, like you know, like the chimes of the world, um, hell, momentums of the world, other organizations that are providing these benefits. Um, like everybody can't work there just by sheer reality and then too when you look at like geographically where these where the most uh historically marginalized people are being impacted like it's in places where tech has not yet really like broke ground right so like the jackson mississippis of the world like yeah these these you know these historically yeah. very segregated like really um um uh, just harshly like a, a strong history of oppression and segregation and um and disenfranchisement um like those are the folks that are really going to continue to be impacted by this yeah, and I agree. if you it's, it's like it's like if you don't have a college degree or if you don't know how to you know if you don't have access then to these or to these scant few companies that are going to provide these benefits what do you do
2: yeah i mean i i think i mean i i want to answer that mostly because i i failed you on that like I felt you on like this is because, you know, we might've had a conversation at one point that said, you know, what happens to folks that don't work for these companies? Um, and I, I heard that, um, and I think it's, it, it it's its own challenge. Like there is, there's is two things we are asking companies to step in, in the role of what should be, um, likely things that are our government, things that we have all agreed to in under this large community of the United States um, as how we're operating should be cared for. And we're asking companies to step in for that. Um, and so, yes, I think it's a challenge if we're talking about um, folks that don't work for these companies. So it, I think the other part that companies can do is find the right partners in which they can help still support on another level, right? And I think we're doing that at a time, looking at what does it look like to have partners that that address this or helping to address this outside of our company. That is necessary. And what does it look like for us to, you know, use our voice? You know, we're we're a successful tech company. Um, what does it look like for us to sign on to the dome Ban quality with a lot of other tech companies and a lot of other successful companies that say, this is not okay with us. This is not okay with us. And if we are going to, um, be able to exist in this space um, out, we want everyone to know that, you know, if, if we are existing in this world in which this is happening, we're not gonna sit here and be quiet about that. And we're gonna use the resources that we have to, maybe we can't, you know, in this case, um, these folks are not employed with time, but we can use some of those resources to work with, you know, folks on the ground and, and working with organizations that are finding ways to support those um, individuals. So I want to say that because I know, and it is. What if what uh, the tech companies and the very successful companies have all stepped up and done what they felt needed to be done for their employees? And I think that's you know great to see, especially right now. And at the same time, we know that so many are being left behind in that. So I think all the comp- all all companies need to ask themselves what else they're they're doing besides that. And we're asking ourselves that. So.
0: Man, sound man, he's gonna put some air horns right here. It's gonna be crazy. That was a phenomenal answer, yo. I don't really crank out the air horns that much these days, not because of any real reason. Just that I don't really be. But man, that was a fire answer. So yes, shout out to yes, I, I love that because yes, leaving folks behind It's scary. Like it's a scary season, and I think it's, I think it's weird. Like if you're in this season and you don't feel some sense of like anger or despair or just loss or confusion or what like then i just i don't know like i'd have to check if you're alive because it's like you know and i think about people that look like me i think about my own family i think about people who who live in mississippi i think like my family is from there i think about yeah it's tough like it's tough to it's just it's a it's like to say it's a tough season is such an understatement okay now look Now, look, we know because you'd be running. You got back to back. So I got this last question. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm going to say the way and I you
2: ask it. it. You ask it however you want to ask it. And I will answer yes. it.
0: Thank you. So here's the thing. Like, I didn't really. I'm looking on Twitter and I see that crazy rant by that CEO of Coinbase. And I've seen some other, like, similar rants from, like, these crypto tech bros and just tech bros in general. It's like, wow, y'all are really making, like, y'all. Like I don't want to generalize all of y'all, but y'all are really making it really easy for me. Like y'all are looking really bad out here. Um, and at the same time, I recognize like for every nut job, there are also like a nice contingency of people who and like this is not even an ad. Shout out to your found to the founders of Chomp, like who actually are trying, like they're yeah. interested, yeah. like they want to figure it out for sure. Um, like what what advice do you have like for those tech bros? Yes. Um, who are trying to figure out uh, something around just employee engagement and or DEI, DEB, like what what would be some of like your initial steps you'd give? Them?
2: Yeah, I, I think it's. Um, and yes, we have seen what I think is happening out of fear um, and discomfort. What we're seeing happen is out of, in my opinion, and people can disagree with that, um, I think the rantings of certain CEOs or things about this work or employee engagement or caring about your employee or the well-being of your employees and whether they feel you know um, seen, heard, um, cared for and that are there to be um, do their best work authentically, um, is that this is not the norm. This oh we've had many 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 years and years exactly as tech has grown into this industry that's grown into in which um, certain identities um, and certain viewpoints point of views and per- certain experiences were centered, and so now we're talking about not centering them in the same way, and so that discomfort and that fear is causing certain folks to react in different ways. Some are acting out in you know ways that we've seen on Twitter. I think others are trying to um, go in and understand what they're not seeing. And so for those folks, I I don't know how to help the folks that are acting out right now. I think when they're ready to go in, we can talk about it. Um, But the folks that are going in, it's just um, to understand that this is not what is happening right now is just a not centering of your experience and that you are used to the centering of your experience. And that because of that, it feels uncomfortable. It feels like you don't know. Um, you don't feel like you know enough. You don't want to say the wrong thing. All of that can be true. And at the same time, the things that we are tackling are really about them having a level of vulnerability about what has been, what they have, don't experience in the world. Like what I experience in the world and we've had these conversations within Chime. what I experience in the world as a black lesbian, as a woman um, who is gay, is uh, a black woman is gay, is very different than what our founders have experienced in the world. And that's just the reality of the situation. Um, and if we all want to get to a better place around in this world, period, it's going to mean them understanding that and accepting that, that I have to deal with more challenges um, and that I am up against a lot more in order to create a life full of purpose and happiness and joy and family and, and all of the good things that we all want in the world um, and you know, uh, economic security, all of those things, that's much harder for me to get than it is for them. Um, And if we want for my experience or anybody else's experience similar to mine or across the spectrum of experiences to have an easier time, then we have to talk about what historically has happened, what we're doing to change that. And that is going to mean them decentering their experience. And that's not an easy thing for them, but it means going in and it means being vulnerable and it means listening and learning. And what I am very happy to say, and I, I love that you said shout out to our founders, is that they've been doing that. You know, they've been doing that. Mm-hmm. And so we can have the conversations about what it is to create even more equitable, um, diverse, uh, and inclusive environments for our chimers and for our members. Um, and so it's good stuff, there Good stuff.
0: You, look, Eric, you know, we could talk all day. I appreciate you. Uh, consider you a friend of the show. Um, you know, we continue to work together in a variety of ways. And uh, just shout out to you, right? Like, know that you're not by yourself. Um, I see you in this space. People say all the time, I see you. But I actually have your back, right? So, like, you know, we need to, like, catch somebody lacking in the parking lot. Like, <laughs> after work. Let me know. Just let me, like, put my we gloves do. on. So, like, it's cool. So, so, I got your back.
2: <laughs> I, and, I appreciate um, that. I appreciate that. And I do appreciate you telling us to have the the tougher conversations, even when it might get a little uncomfortable for some in the questions and things like that. I think it's it's you bringing this, uh, creating this space. And I know how much time and energy um, it takes. And I know your love for this work and this love for the community and you stick with it. And I just want to say you're appreciated. You're appreciated for making the space for us to have this conversation. Appreciate the spaces you make on Twitter. Appreciate the spaces you make on LinkedIn. I think all of that is good stuff that we need. And um, I'm grateful for you and, and grateful for our, um, our relationship. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> Let's get up out of here. That's too sweet for me. All right, I'll talk to you later, Eric. All right, I'll talk <laughs> to you later. Okay, bye. Peace. And we're back. Yo, I want to thank Erica again. Um, Erica, you are a friend of the show, right? You're welcome back anytime. Please feel free to come by. Uh, We had a really good time uh, laughing at just uh, a bunch of stuff. Hopefully y'all had a good time listening to it. Again, I can't stress it. Check out living-corporate.com. The website is up right now. It's five. Five It's super, super, super hot fire. In fact, sound man, drop some air horns right here. All right. Give me some, um, give me some applause. You know what I'm saying? Go crazy. Put some other sound effects in here. I don't know. Put some stuff in here. Like, let's, let's turn it up. Like, yo, like this is a monumentous occasion. You know what I'm saying? Like the brand continues to grow, continues to elevate, continues to mature. You know, what I mean, continues to, to expand, and um, I want to thank everyone who's been listening. Thank you, uh, to the brands working with us on our job boards. We launched something new. Uh, thank you, shout out to Blind, you know what I'm saying, and um, shout out to you. All right, make sure you share this episode, friend, co worker, enemy, you know, maybe share it as like a passive aggressive thing, you know what I'm saying, like. You know, share it somebody who thinks they're doing the EI well and they're not, or they think that they're an ally, but they're not. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. You know, be, use this. Feel free to use us in your, um, you know, in, in your little passive regressive beefs that you know you have. Um, and uh, make sure to give us five stars on Apple podcast. All right. So next time, y'all, this has been Zach with Living Corporate. Peace.
1: Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.
0: Living Corporate is brought to you by Textio. Today's top talent is everywhere, representing everyone. And our work environment should reflect the level of inclusion to meet that standard. Textio achieves this in building more equitable company cultures through the language we use in our job postings. That culture is formed one hire at a time, making the words we use to reach more diverse candidates all the more important. Our advanced language insights and employer brand content is what drives our mission of inclusion. Through our industry-leading application of artificial intelligence and machine learning, we're able to widen companies' reach in finding and building upon the very diverse talent that empowers a culture of belonging. Every door should be open to every qualified job seeker. Again, that's Textio.